five, four, three, two, one. Episode 13 of Creative Moonlighting. Creative Moonlighting. Here you come again. <laughs> I don't know where the rest of that song goes. It's Dolly Parton. Dolly, yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about this whole creative moonlighting thing. We're doing things nights and weekends. We're doing things in all of our spare time and we get to share them every so often. And every so often you're up for some competition, which means that you're competing for some award. And in some cases, those awards come in the form of just a little plaque that gives you a little pat on the back and says you did a great job. Um, in other cases, that comes in the form of money, which those kinds of awards are really nice. Uh, but what I really wanted to talk about today, and, and, and I actually wrote these questions down for you because there are some specific examples you've given me over time, but what is it about awards? Do they, do they actually tell us how valuable that we are? Like, are, do we really judge our value or our worth based on whether or not we're able to get an award? Okay. Um, and a, as adults, is there some way or some balance that we should be able to, to find in terms of chasing awards versus just chasing, chasing awards versus chasing success versus chasing getting better, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and I really, I think, um, it, it, there's, there's a couple of, you know, there's obviously two sides to that coin, but there might even be, there might even be a further that we can dig into it. First off, what I had written down here to start with, and you may have something over there, but this may throw you a curveball because you may not remember us talking about this. But what I wrote down was Denise's story about wanting to play soccer in high school and having to argue with her mother about why that was a good decision or not. Mm -hmm. Dot, dot, dot. I don't know why, what I was going for there, but I'm going to let you try to dot, fill in the dot, dot, dot. Well, it's an interesting topic to talk about because um, for people that are either joining now or they've been listening for a while, they know that or now they will know that I was raised in an Asian American family. Mm -hmm. So I'm Filipino, my mom, very traditional Filipino woman, strict household, and um, everything was about awards, okay? So it was non-negotiable, straight A's were a must, and um, awards were just expected because you should be winning awards because you should be making straight A's or you should be the best, you know, whatever the case is. So when I was in high school, I think the story that you're talking about was up until high school, I played tennis from the time I was nine years old. And the goal was it came quickly um, that I would try to get a scholarship to go play tennis in college. Right. But I also was a very social being. Yep. Uh, the friends from where we grew up know that I was a busybody and I was all over the place, right? Yeah. And I wanted to be in everything. I mean, we grew you were up, in everything, and I was in everything. We were so lucky. We grew up in Flower Bluff, where you could be not like a lot of other schools, where you could be a part of many different clubs or teams. Yep. You know, whatever that was. So, um, I was in honors classes. I was in marching band. I was a cheerleader. I played tennis, right? When I was young, like before I played tennis, I played soccer and I was decent at it. 
you know, I was coordinated. I could run fast. You know, I, I was pretty good at it. But by the time we got into high school, I was pretty serious about tennis. I was playing competitive USTA, United States Tennis Association, like competitive tournaments, kind of similar to basketball where they have AAU tournaments. I was playing that. So I wanted to be with the cool kids and they were all playing soccer. Cool kids were playing soccer? Yeah, all the cool kids were playing soccer. I couldn't even play basketball at all. So that wasn't even, that was another cool sport, but I couldn't even, that wasn't even thinkable. So I tried out for the soccer team and I made the junior varsity team. I can't remember if there was a freshman JV and varsity. I vaguely remember. I can't remember for the girls. I thought that the boys had a had a three uh, teams. Not, yeah, I thought they had three teams. Not that it's really relevant. But okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I play it, and I mean, I have to say, I, I all my other friends had uh, started to focus on soccer, and I was playing tennis, but I was still pretty good at it. You know, like for not really having practiced it and played it in a while, I'm yeah. still pretty good at it. Okay. And I remember going to dinner one night. My dad was pretty supportive of letting me pursue whatever I wanted to. But my mom was really, really upset whenever I was playing, on, whenever I decided to play soccer. And almost in her way of dealing with things at that time was she just wouldn't talk you know, she she would play the silent treatment game. But you knew that what that meant. And what I knew that the one change that had occurred was I was playing soccer and she was mad at it. So I remember us having this fight about it. And I said, what's your problem? Basically, what's your problem? Like, why are, why are you so mad about me playing soccer? I just want to play. And she said, because you're not going to be the best at soccer. You're just joining. Everybody else has been playing for a long time and now you want to play this and you're already committed to playing tennis. You are the best. You put in a lot of time and effort and now you're really just going to be mediocre at both of them because you're not going to practice your tennis as much and you're just playing soccer so that you could do that with your friends. And I said, well, there's like, why do I always have to be the best at everything? I remember <laughs> well, okay. saying that. Did you ask that? Okay, so yeah, what did she, I said what did that she to say? Her. I said, what did why, she say? Why do I have to be the best at everything? Why can't I just play it? And she said, she said, you don't have to be the best at everything. But when I know you are capable of being the best at something, then I expect you to be the best. And she said, if I watched you and I didn't think you could be the best at playing tennis, then I wouldn't give you a hard time. But you can be the best. You are the best at tennis. And so I think it's unacceptable for you not to try your hardest and be the best at it. Okay. So to to uh, to play devil's advocate, but also to start with her point, she ended up being right in a big way, right? I mean, you were the best at tennis. You won district MVP, what, twice? Three I times? Think three times, yeah. Oh. I think not my freshman year because a senior won it. But so I think you were I the, won it the best rest. player in the district by their yeah. standards I three think different sophomore, times. Junior, senior year, yeah. And then you ended up going on to play in college. So you, and you got your all of your college paid for. Right. So your your mom was right. Overall, she was right. But it seems like the 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 coin that you guys were flipping around, on one side of that coin, you had um soccer's fun. And sometimes you should do things just for fun. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what makes a good life, right? Happiness. On her side of the coin, it was if you can't be the best at it, 
it's not, it's almost like, um, you know, it's almost like one side of the coin is emotional because yeah. you're chasing happiness, this good emotion. And the other side of the coin is rational, right. which is like, in a practical sense, you know you could be the best at tennis. You'd already proven that, and that means you can push that further into the into your future. Well, and what also wasn't said, which is all of this, I could have been. So I'm gonna say this in a very humble, try to be humble way, but honestly, I could have been the best at soccer if I would have put in the effort from the time I was nine until the time I was 15, the way I did with tennis. Yeah. Okay, but I had committed like, to there's one- There's that word again, time, time. Yeah, I had committed to one direction and the direction was tennis. That was some for some reason at some point in time, that's what the decision was made. It mm -hmm. wasn't soccer. Um, and so I will give it to her now looking at it, you know, what, 30, 25 years later. In the long run. In the long run, the thing that I will agree with her on is that um, hard work and effort and time, like you just said, are valuable. They mean something, right? And uh, if you have the ability as a result of your time and effort and focus, you may win awards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, um, you're probably gonna if you really focus. And typically when you're young and you're growing up and it's about awards, you know, you're, a school system is typically about recognizing yeah. success. I mean, we are an awards-driven society. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what we are. So, um, so I'll give it to her in that respect. But as a teenager, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that. Sometimes you should just do things for fun. Yeah. Well, and and there's and I think both it means both of you are right, I think. In the long run, she was right in terms of if if you want to do certain things, use these sports to do something further with your life. Mm -hmm. She was right because you did something more with your life with tennis. Right. But if you're not having any fun with it and you don't like it, not that you didn't like I tennis, did have you, fun you love tennis. tennis. But sometimes people get stuck in sports and their parents push them down that road and they're great at it. I and they win awards and then they, but they hate it every well, step Well, I way. didn't like tennis in college, I will tell yeah. you that. I mean, maybe my-, my I thought you did. My we sophomore year of college, I think I did, but my freshman year of college, um, when I played at MCC, I, it was kind of a tumultuous, team I was on. Yeah, but you were, well, yeah, that's true. Too. And and we were in a city, it was, we were in Waco. It wasn't really the best city. Well, to, to the to state of the tennis topic in, in that way, uh, Agassi, Andre Agassi read that book, uh, yeah. Open. Yeah. Isn't it Open? Yeah. And man, the guy- He hated it. Hated tennis. Never really liked tennis. Mm -hmm. His dad pushed him and he just pushed and pushed and pushed and he kept on and on and on. And Agassi was the best, you know? And so he ended up, of course, going on to play professionally, but all kinds of crazy stuff was going on in his head. I mean, the real war in his life really had nothing to do with the battles on the tennis court. It was the battle that he was constantly struggling through in his mind, you know, in his brain because of the fact that he hated his chosen sport. But, you know, I think in a lot of ways, and I can speak to this too, um, I get interested in stuff. And as I get older, I get interested in everything, you know? Uh, and it's really hard to, you know, most of the p most successful people on earth, when they become the best at something, 
it's because they picked that thing and they stayed on that thing. They didn't deviate and get off the path and try all these other things. They might be good at other things, but they stayed on what well, they yeah, were doing. Well, yeah, like with the Michael Jordan. Yeah, um, Last Dance. Last Dance. I mean, when he switched from basketball, which he obviously was the best at and tried to go to baseball. I mean, he was he was getting better at baseball, but he was a but he was a middle of the road right. baseball player who might have been able to play at the very at the professional level, maybe. Right. But he was nowhere near the caliber of player as a baseball player that he was as a basketball player, you know, and, and so I think, you know, I'm um, the idea of awards, I think, evolves from when you're young to an adult right so as a child the things that you do learn about receiving awards or maybe striving to receive an award is that um it it's typically a reflection of character or effort or um time yeah right so i think about you got a perfect attendance award. Like yep. that's actually something. That no, it's shows like it's that, like playing every game of the season without fouling out. Yeah, you know? it's like <laughs> showing that shows that a kid took the like every single day. The kid got up, brushed his teeth, put their clothes on, went to school. Right. That yep. says something about yeah. just showing up. Right. Yep. So that's about time. Right. Um, I think about character. Character is often kids when they're young get awards for manners like saying please and thank you or being a nice classmate to each other and i think character as a, at an early age those kinds of awards are a good way to give feedback to kids you know um i think as you get older the thing about it that changes is um it shouldn't be your driving factor of why you're doing something because I mean how many, I guess I just am not even sure where I'm at like where I'm at I don't even know what kind of awards I would be trying to get you know oh I don't know I mean like when we were kids you had the biggest trophy case of anybody I knew you walk in and in your room there is massive I mean you had tons of trophies and Here's the thing that I wonder about with with awards. And you said that you said the phrase that I think probably is is probably true. I don't know if it's entirely true, but you said we shouldn't be chasing awards. Mm -hmm. And I think that overall, if you're chasing awards, you probably are going to run into some serious problems and you probably won't ever be satisfied for one thing because you, if you're chasing the awards, there's probably never going to be enough of them to, that, that you'll ever get. But on the other hand, if you took away all of your awards in your life, all the ones you ever won, took take them away, you never got them, would you still be the person that you are today? Probably not. Why? Because... To me, when I was a kid, it also showed, it also did give me pride in that I was the best at something. It, it told you, it, re, it reinforced that your hard work was paying yes, off. Yes, yes, correct, correct, yes. And that's the hard part about it. I think that's why awards ultimately are given, or at least that's why they should be given. Mm -hmm. But... Um, well, and I remember looking at... I remember there were a couple people in school that I could 
really relate to because we had very similar personalities, I guess I should say. I remember um, Molly Boyer was a couple years older Lots than us. Lots of awards for that girl. She all she won everything, but it was pretty funny because if you look at like our um, resume or what are you, I, I guess in high school, if you look at our senior like bios or whatever. Yeah, like yearbook Like they bio. were pretty much yeah. identical. Like we were both yearbook editor in chief. We were a class officer. Um, she was really good at track. You know, we were both captains of the cheerleading team. Like we had really similar backgrounds, but you could probably say that both of us were pretty awards driven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, because, and, and that's the other thing too, is I guarantee if you talk to Michael Jordan, right? Well, you don't have to talk to Michael Jordan. You just watch the last dance. Every episode had something in there of how he kept his, um, creative edge aren't creative edge competitive edge right he kept his competitive edge by inventing things in his mind perhaps that were there perhaps sometimes not there right but like the instance of the finals when they said what was it what was the theme of the finals for you that, that kept you pushing against the utah jazz and i think it was the, the first version first meeting with them and he said carmel won yeah. mvp yeah he didn't get the mvp and he year. basically said oh you, you guys think he's your mvp okay nothing against carl but I'm going to show you he's not the MVP. So you know. something that I have had to struggle with, actually, that you say this now in my adult life. So, you know, we've been I've been now an educator for almost 20 years. This is my 19th year, yeah. 19th or 20th year, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, and I struggled because I spent 15 years, 14 years within the school system teaching coaching, teaching, and then being an instructional coach. And, you know, a, a big recognition as a teacher is to get teacher of the year. I, I mean, anybody yeah. that has been a teacher and that would say that they were great says that they got teacher of the year. Right? Or or there are the teachers who have never gotten it, but they've always been in high, held in high regard for the 20 years that they were there. Right, maybe right. they didn't like, maybe somebody had a knockout year every year that wasn't them, but they had a great year every year. Yeah. And it's like, you know, those teachers get just as well respected and should feel just as great in that case. They in, in should, that but you know, I wonder. So for, for my end, I remember when I chose to finally move from the classroom as a teacher to taking a job outside of it, I never had received teacher of the year. I'd been nominated for it, but I never received it. Yeah. And I just always felt like, gosh, I guess, you know, I guess I wasn't that great, <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. it was. And then I had to really step back. Um, and most recently I had to step back and go, you know, what are you working for? Like, why, why would, why, sh why would that ever be the reflection of the quality of work that you are doing as a teacher or as a instructional coach or as whatever, you know, whatever role I'm in and just do a good job, just do your work and work at the, you know, in the way that you know you should be working. Well, and and almost, and especially with well, with anything, your peers may have a slightly different version of what's good. It's it's at some point, yeah, we all kind of know what's good in teaching, in acting, in filmmaking, in basketball, in tennis, in anything. We know what's basically good, but when you get down to the nuance of it, most people who engage in these things and really take them a long way. 
they start to have different opinions about what's good. Right. And so my my thought on that is to what to your point is that I'm not going to do this to get your award. I'm going to do what I think is right. If I have enough of an opinion or I hold this in enough of a regard to, to figure out what I think is right, I'm going to do what I think is right, even if you th- might think it's wrong, you know? And so if you push it like that each year and you don't win an award for it, to me, the strongest minded people don't care, you know? But I'm not going to say I'm in that category because I will say sometimes winning an award, it go it makes you go, Oh, it was worth it. Oh, I I was good. And if you don't win that award, you walk away going, man, did everybody miss it? Did everybody miss that I did something good? I thought it was good, but maybe it's not as good. And then you start getting in your head and you go, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Yeah. And now, now you're, and so what happens is you start to, you now hit a, this, you thought you were at the top of the mountain, but you start sliding off the wrong side of it because you didn't get some award or get some outcome that you thought you might get. Yeah. So that I think, I think that gives me what I need for top three. Okay. All right. So um, for my top three in regards to uh, awards, mm-hmm. um, I I see Riley coming in. There's our nephew coming in the back door. It's okay. Riley, come on in. Come in, Riley. Okay. So um, for my first one, what I'm going to say on the positive side of awards is that um, at any point in time when you receive an, an award, it does... Uh, reinforce the effort and the time that you've put into something. Okay. If you if you win an award, in your case, one that I'm super proud of you, an award that you received was when you won San Antonio Film Festival. Your right. film won San Antonio Film Festival, and that was a great validation for the time and the effort that you put in well, and, and creativity. Well, and in that particular case, I I feel like I did kind of need that award. Yeah. Because. Um, well, that that whole process of making the, a, a first feature was hard, but nothing was so hard as having somebody call me from the festival, and it was a it was the current the uh, newspaper publication mm-hmm. down. They call one of the reporters called and said, "Hey, can I can I have a link to your movie? I want to watch it and I'll do a review for it." Well, I'm think all I could think was, I've never thought of that I would have a movie that someone was going to cover in a newspaper before a festival. So, of course, I sent him the link. I'm kind of waiting for the current to come out because it's going to break right as the week started for the festival. And I read it and it was the worst, like, excruciating review. And I was like, oh, my God, he just like I trashed it. He basically trashed the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I was pretty down. I mean, I tried not to be. Thankfully, I had some very supportive friends and family that that was like, dude, that none of that matters. And we laughed it off, but I still was feeling it. It it was scathing, you know. And then when we won the festival, it was like, oh, people have different opinions of things and it's okay, you know. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So then my second one is that on the positive side of awards is that it then affords you future opportunities. Yeah. Right. So oftentimes that might give you a reputation that you are a good filmmaker you are a good tennis player a good teacher you know whatever whatever the award is and so those are kind of two positive aspects of not being driven by awards but just maybe just a result of awards Mm -hmm. right the the i would say on the opposite end of the spectrum 
um, the caution about uh, about being driven by awards is that you're striving for that award to be your validation. Mm-hmm. So just like mm-hmm. what you said, you know, you could have both of those, like the guy that gave you a really bad review mm-hmm. in the current or the San Antonio Film Festival. I mean, either of those could drive, could. Well, and, and you, I would love to, to have been mind strong enough or, or strong headed enough to be able to go. I don't care about the, what the what the current said, and I don't really need the award to right. prove that I did something that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. But I unfortunately didn't didn't have that. You know, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the caution about awards um, is if that's the place that you're going to for validation of your time and effort. I mean, awards. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole, and like awards aren't that easy to uh, to obtain as you get older. I mean, especially not if you're in a in a position where you're among peers who are also really good at what they do. Yeah, you know, I which mean, in, in both of our cases. Yeah, you know? and especially in regards to creativity, oftentimes awards are monetary awards that will help support a project that now you we have. We do like those, and we do like those. But the thing that is super hard about it is that. Okay, let's put it into context as a filmmaker. Many times if you are applying to a competition, a film competition or a screenplay writing competition and the award is monetary, it's like you get one award per thousands of people. Like it's a very slim chance of winning it. And that can't be what you are relying on to continue being creative. Right, right. Like you just got to. If I don't win this, I got to quit, you know. Right. Or I'm not going to do. I'm not going to make this movie unless I win this competition or get this funding like that. Yeah, that goes that kills against creativity. Exactly. Yeah. That goes against what this what we've been talking about in these 12, 13 episodes of creative moonlighting right. is what are your driving factors for why you do something? And so for me, that's just the caution about awards in yeah. relation to your creativity that like think about is that what's driving your um, your place for validation yeah yeah yeah. so Um, there's my top three okay three for me would be um as far as awards go i think they run it runs or it it runs the risk of being parallel with like chasing awards is almost like chasing money and if if you're chasing the money it's going to be fruitless by the end because you may get a lot of money but it'll probably never be enough and you may get a lot of awards it'll probably never be enough if that's your goal you're always going to up the goal because that's what humans do we're 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 perpetual wanting beings, right? Yeah. We we want more, always. It's like that commercial. Yeah. Uh, it when they had little kids on it, and the girl was like, "We need more, more, yeah, more." Yeah, right. And so if we know that about ourselves, and we accept that about ourselves, at least I got to accept it about myself. Then I'm gonna try to, if I can, I want to keep my focus on wanting more, not success, not awards, not money but more of getting better at something, yeah. more improvement. Yes. And if I can do that, then all that other shit's probably gonna fall in place. Mm-hmm. That's number one, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, but my other two things about awards is that num- a number of awards that you receive, that's in some cases, they really are just your peers who are also good at what they do, reaching out to you saying, hey man, keep it up. Keep yeah. it up because we're we're real proud of you and we're happy. And that, those are the kind that you want. Um, 
in the creative world, awards are also so subjective. It's not like you can pick up my stats as a filmmaker and like, you know, really tinker around with those. Um, and and so when we're given that, it, it sometimes is, it's so subjective, it's hard to take it, you know, to take it to heart if you win or lose, you know? Um, but, you know, when you see the Oscars each year, you see these categories, some of these people, it's like, throw a dart at it, you know, at a board with their names on it. And it'd probably be about, Well, know, that's right. the thing about if you are driven by awards at a young age, like I was, and then you get into a profession, um, you want to receive awards right away. But the fact of the matter is you didn't put in the time and the <laughs> effort to have the experience that would, that you should be recognized with an award for. Yeah. So that's the other end of it too, as yeah. you get to be an adult, is time and effort makes a big difference. Right, and my last one is to be leery of awards in the instances where they could be easily used as vanity metrics. Mm -hmm. If it becomes a vanity metric, then you know you're on the wrong path and you're, you're taking an award for the wrong reason. Um, and I don't know how how to avoid that trap necessarily, but I know when when the trap, I know when I've fallen in it, I can say that. Um, and I think most people probably know if they've fallen in that trap before. But if it becomes a vanity metric, and probably a, a good indicator of that would be like if you're talking about something that you did later on down the road and maybe maybe you feel like you're, you worked on a project and you won an award for that project and then flash forward five years and you haven't won any awards in five years and you're talking to someone else about a different project and they're talking to you like you don't know what the hell you're doing. And then you guys have a, or maybe maybe you're talking to each other in a way where it's like you have an idea, they have an idea, and and you think, well, hey, I've been doing this a while, I got awards to prove it, you know. And then if you ever use that, if that ever enters your mind or comes out of your mouth, you know you've used that award for a vanity right. metric, and it's not the way to go. So that's my third one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's a really good one to keep in mind. All right. All right. Let's wrap well, this up. Okay. Well, so episode thirteen. Do we need awards? I don't know. We'll probably. I give oh. you the award for thirty-minute <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and we're almost about to lose the award because it's thirty forty-four, thirty forty-five. All right. Well, All right. thanks, y'all. We'll talk to you later. We are signing off for a week. We're going to Arkansas, but we'll be back after that. Adios, amigos. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you.